0: Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition for episode 199. It's going to be 200 next week. Woo! Mm. What? How far we've come. 200 episodes of this freaking show. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly how far we've come. We're more than halfway through the Bible, which it doesn't feel like it, but we are. And that's exciting. Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just take it in, you know, really appreciate it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is weird. We, it's been a while since we've actually done a normal bonus.
1: It is, yeah, yeah.
0: At least it feels like it has been. Feel a little rusty. Yeah, I was like researching this and remembering all my frustrations about how hard it is to research Bible stuff without mm. people putting all kinds of other stuff from their beliefs on it, whatever those are. Right? That it's. Oh yes. Whew, it is just hard to find anyone who's just talking about the history. Yeah, Or just the culture at the time and not like, oh, well, this means this thing from Revelation, even though that was written hundreds of years after this, Mm. like almost a thousand years after this. Like that's, anyway, I digress. What I want to talk about first, just real quick, is talking about Zechariah himself. Mm. So we will be doing a quiz at the end of this, two episodes from now. And just wanted to throw this one in there because it might be on the quiz and that's what his name means. That tends to come up a lot. okay. And it's that Zechariah means God remembered. God remembered to talk to this bro.
1: Oh, got it.
0: Well, I think and it was like, you know, that 70 years later. Oh, hey, God did remember 70 <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah. He'd come back. Oh, that's so. nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there is speculation that his grandfather, Ido, as Emily said, was a priest, and that, oh. that Zechariah may oh. also have been a priest in addition to being a prophet, which does support why he might be so invested in this whole temple situation. Hmm.
2: Gotcha. Because this that's is also where he's going to work yeah. <laughs> yeah. and live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I guess apparently in the book of Chronicles, Ito shows up maybe. Oh, fun. Maybe. His grandfather? I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but but there was a little mention of that. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there that, that that's that. I'll also give you a little bit of a preview about the structure of this book. So chapters one through six are these visions that we're talking about.
2: So we'll get that last one next week.
0: Next time. And then seven and eight are a couple years later. Whoa. And that's kind of a dialogue between Zechariah and the peoples, where the peoples are like asking clarifying questions from Yahweh and and Zechariah tries to go to Yahweh to ask those questions and get some answers. Uh, And then chapters 9 to 14, so the last five chapters, are two oracles is what they're called, which I guess is kind of like outlines of sort of, look, this is how it's going to be. Interesting. So that's kind of what we have to look forward to in our next two episodes. Exciting. So I won't go into it too much because we'll have another bonus where we can talk about this a little bit more and maybe we'll get into it more in the episode next week too. But just wanted to throw that out there. Now, this was where I had my frustration trying to learn about Zechariah, was in trying to look up stuff about these visions. Because everybody wants to make them about either Jesus, Revelation or Jesus. Of course. It's one of the two. Everyone wants to make it that.
2: Revelation? Like, what's specifically about Revelation?
0: Well, yeah. So, one is the horsemen. Mm, of course, the, the four horsemen. The four horsemen, right? Red, like people brown. People see that parallel and they go... Mm.
2: White and something else. Red, brown, maybe white. Maybe another
0: red. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so one, basically, so someone asked on hermeneutic stack exchange, hey, so like, are these horses the same or, or similar to those horses? And basically this person responded of like, well, if we're going to look at this, First of all, we don't know exactly how many horses are in Zachariah, mm. but we do know there's more than one of each color. Also, the horses are not- Horse of a different color. Mm-hmm. The horses are not sealed and also these patrol the earth and don't bring suffering, but just observe it and say everything's cool. So no, you idiot. <laughs> of course, they're not the same. Jeez That's gosh. basically the conclusion Jeez. of what they're saying here. Got it.
1: Sounds like the internet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No, this person was much more polite, but that's how I read it.
1: It's funny that you use that phrase, horse of a different color. For some reason, that phrase popped into my brain earlier yes. today. And I was like, mm. I don't think anyone's ever going to use that phrase ever again. I probably shouldn't use it.
2: Little did he know. And uh, here it did is. He know. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> this
0: was perfect for it. Incredible. So so also, this is wild. and And this is actually a question that we had. Is that so in Revelation? I guess there's four horsemen who are riders on horses coming about doing shit. In this, this person brings up the fact that in Zechariah, it is not clear that there's actually any riders on these horses or if the horses themselves are talking in response to this question.
1: What?
2: So the horses are having a conversation. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Another theory is that they could be just horse shaped. Angels what? also an option. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a
1: good thing Will Arnett has such range. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. yeah truly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> truly. Bojack
2: Horseman as an angel.
0: <laughs> and that it's going to be in a dream sequence. I think it works yeah. on a lot of levels okay. to have Will wow. Arnett be these horses. So anyway, so that's... I would
2: love to see what Christopher Nolan <laughs> does with this.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll definitely have some cool action scenes in super slow motion definitely. Somehow, mm-hmm. somehow in all of this. <sighs> and like worlds folding back in on themselves. Uh, so the the other vision, I looked at a few of the different visions. The other one I looked at was the two olive trees and the lamp. And kind of what what's that all about? And basically, because there's that line saying that the seven lamps coming off of the bowl are Yahweh's eyes... That basically they're like, "No, no, dude, the lamp's yahweh that's it's just Yahweh, oh. those are his eyes, okay, All right. and so I'm imagining that each lamp, like the flame part, is like an eye of Sauron kind of cool. a situation, you know Ooh. yeah, so so that's that's that, but the two trees there's basically two prevalent theories there's a third less prevalent theory, so the less prevalent theory is that the trees are like goodness and evil, but most people are like, nah, I don't think it's that. The uh, The main theory that most people seem to believe is that those two trees are Zerubbabel and Joshua. Basically that they're the two people oh. kind of feeding the lamp, like the holiness, with their oily olive tree-ness. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that oil into the bones, that classic celebrity treatment. <laughs> and then the other theory, and this one I think is fun, is that the two trees are Haggai and Zechariah. Okay. And that they're like, Ooh. we're actually the ones putting the burning oil of goodness <laughs> all, up in, all up in everybody and, and reigniting our flame of Yahweh or something like wow. that. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and then, okay, just before I pass it off, the last thing is that I wanted to remind us of the fact that, so in, in a lot of the stuff I was reading, people talk about Messiahs and stuff like that, especially when they're talking about connections to Jesus like that man going around with the measuring tape maybe was supposed to be the Messiah. But I wanted to remind us that back before when there were prophecies about a Messiah, it was very clearly spelled out that the Messiah at that time was Cyrus the Great.
2: You're right. Hmm.
0: Cool. And he's the one who has freed them, which is why they're going back now at all. Oh, lovely. So that is happening. Like Cyrus took over from the Babylonians. And so Cyrus, who's one of the Persians, He's like, hey, when we take over states, we're going to, yeah, build a temple. We love that. I think that's super cool. We love your temples. Your design aesthetic, so cool. I love that you're updating it. Versus the Babylonians who were like, no, you can't do your religion. You can't, you got to be like us.
1: Okay, that makes sense why they would see Cyrus as a, Messiah hmm. what i've been learning though so i i recently have been reading this book called the books of jacob jacob by olga tokarczuk um it won the nobel yeah. prize yes, in literature I think that every time it yeah. won the nobel prize in literature no big deal but <laughs> it, what i'm learning from this book is that it seems like over the years through history there's like a billion different people that people thought were the Messiah, at least specifically the Jews did. Really? Like this is specifically Mm -hmm. looking at the Jews that like, I don't know, it seems like every 25 years, they're like, this guy's the Messiah. This is it. This is it. And then that Messiah pulls away like a particular sect of Judaism. Uh And then the rest of the Jews are like, no, it's not the Messiah. So when you think about it in that regard, it's like Jesus is just one of many people that pulled away some people into his sect away from Judaism, while the rest of the Jews were like, nope.
0: Yeah, and then yeah. what? Like, uh he just somehow was more successful. His his followers were more successful somehow. And
2: somebody else in Islam.
0: Well, sure. Yeah, they're basically like, nah. He he ain't the Messiah. Yeah, he's and, cool. Yeah. He's cool. He's a Are prophet, still, but he's not the Messiah. They're
2: still looking
0: for their Messiah.
1: But I thought that Muhammad was the Muhammad. Messiah.
0: Okay, I thought he was just the prophet. I didn't. Think, is he the Messiah? I don't know. I don't know. This shows how little we Gosh. know. About. Listen to
1: us. I sh- thought so. knowing very little yeah. about Abrahamic religions, but no. Yes. I, what I was saying yeah. about Jesus is that he kind of hopped over the inter-religion barrier, where not only was he attracting mm. some Jews, but also mm-hmm. other folks. As well, you know. Once you get Constantine in the fold, then it just spreads like wildfire. And I think that was the difference from these other messiahs that that some Jews in history have pointed to is that Jesus, for some reason, was able to expand his brand. Wow, good for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because he had a swimmer's bod, you know. How is that? And it really just (laughs) like David pulled people in. Just too
1: little fat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just like such low body fat, so chiseled. (laughs) People are very into it.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. All right. I'm going to talk about the end of our readings today, which was Psalm 110. And this dude named
1: Mm.
2: Melchisledet. What? (laughs) That's not
1: it, Emily. Anytime there's a nail, kiss
2: a deck. It's like like you
1: took this. It's like you took the Scrabble tiles and put them in the bag and shook them up and then placed them out and then that's what it is. I feel
2: like what just happened was, I looked at it. I was like, I I felt like I was on a, a tricycle or something like or on a. Yeah, on a bike, and I was going towards a wall and trying to go around it, and instead I hit it. That was <laughs> just <happened. laughs> Because I'm looking at the IPA right here, and it's Melchizedek. 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 Melchizedek, I like you put an extra L in there. <laughs> Melchizedek, there it is. Something along those lines. Yeah, uh-huh. that dude, uh-huh. which I couldn't say, and I still can't. But anyways, <laughs> he is... Quote, the king of righteousness, or my king is righteousness. That is what his name means. Oh, wow. And mm. we've met him before. Huh? What? Yeah, in Genesis 14. What? Wow. So here it is. This is what was said in Genesis 14, 18 through 20. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, and he was the priest of the most high God. And he blessed him, hmm. and he said, Blessed be Abraham, A- Abram. Abram, to the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithe from all. Yeah. he
0: just, uh, Sorry, what?
2: <laughs> he gave him <laughs> tithe from all. Could you summarize that? <laughs> I don't know. He gave him like some bread and stuff. And he was like, yeah, you're cool, man. You're cool. <laughs> so Okay,
0: okay good.
2: <laughs> yeah, he essentially like met the king of Sodom. Which is interesting, given you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, and all of those things later on. Right. Yes. So, cool. We met him there long ago, and this is interesting. In Christianity, in according to the Epistle to the Hebrews, Jesus Christ is identified as the High Priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And so Jesus (laughs) assumes every time Melchizedek, and so Jesus (laughs) assumes the role of High Priest once and for all is what this Wikipedia article says. That's cool. So again, we've got to like go back
0: to Jesus. Uh, you course. know, in, in hermeneutic stack exchange, mm-hmm. that exact line you said that oh. Jesus is the high priest once and for all also came up. And I was just like, oh. guys, please, can we stay on task?
2: Well, maybe, but- I don't know. I don't know. It, so, okay, he's in the Bible twice. And the second and final mention is in Psalm 110, 4, which is what we just read. Oh, okay. And essentially, yeah, it says that a lot of people think that it can be interpreted various ways, but people think that it is, you're a priest forever, a rightful king by my decree.
0: You're a priest, Harry. Like that. Yes,
2: you're (laughs) a priest forever. (laughs) But it's interesting. Again, yeah, I mean, it's essentially pointing to Jesus, but maybe not. I don't know. But they just want to talk about it as, as Jesus is the high priest forever, which is interesting. Is that the like highest thing? It, it, to me, the prophet is like even above the priest, but maybe not. Or are they side by side?
1: Uh, you know, that in my Christian upbringing, Jesus was always labeled as a king. Okay, not a, even a high priest. A no, king. not a priest, really. Mm.
0: You might even say the king of kings and lord of lords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some would say that. Potentially. I've heard yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But also a lamb. He's also a lamb.
1: Wow. Yeah. I feel
0: like we have a lot of different metaphors for this guy.
1: Also a lion sometimes, like in yeah. Aslan.
0: Oh, the Lion the Witch in oh, the Wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was yeah, yeah that was the thing. Wow. Yeah.
2: But yeah, <laughs> other people think in, in Judaism that this dude, Melchizedek, was a Canaanite chief. Oh. And a priest in antiquities of the Jews. He also is a priest of God and all of these things. So he's a priest, basically.
0: He's okay. a cool dude. Just a summarize TLDR, he's a priest. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. He's a priest. Good for him, but also he may be linked to Jesus. Or that Jesus is essentially in the
1: order of Mahel's deck. I'm sure he is. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dedeker, go. All right. So I'm going to talk about this lady in a basket. I'm so excited. Oh,
2: right. <laughs> so excited. This mother goose. This is what we've all been waiting for. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is
1: yet another one where if you go to the Hermeneutic Stack Exchange, it's Torn between a bunch of Christians being like, it's about the end times. <laughs> um, and a bunch of maybe still Christians, I don't know, other people being like, that's a very Christian point of view. It probably means some other things.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So again, hard to find, I guess, quote unquote, reliable information on this. So I'm going to start with enduringword.com that has a commentary in here. And their interpretation is so, so the basket. Is the effa right? The unit of measurement, mm-hmm. four point eight yep. U.S. gallons or oh whatever gosh. the hell it was. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: okay, good. And what? <laughs> but approximately half a bushel. We all know that. Little
1: part. less than yeah. half a bushel. And then the lead disc. Mm. That was the lid. Yeah. Of the basket that allegedly, that's also a symbol of commerce. I guess it's like a weight, right?
0: Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah.
1: so come along with me on this. Okay. So. This writer interprets that to mean that these are the images of greed, materialism, and dishonesty for profit. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we have had a lot of prophets complaining about inaccurate weights and measures. So it's okay. true. All right. We
1: have about maybe an unfair capitalist system that's really not serving the people well. The free market is not supporting. Anybody. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, and lead is a very heavy metal. Indeed. So if you make your little weight out of lead instead of mm, whatever other metal it's supposed mm-hmm, to be, mm-hmm. you're skewing your it's scales, true. but it looks the same size. Mm. It's true. Okay. It's true. All right. All right.
1: So that's allegedly what that represents. Now, what a lot of articles pointed out is that the Hebrew word for wickedness is feminine. <laughs> of course.
2: Mm. Of
1: course. Which is not, which is not. I was pleased to learn, which is not the case across all languages that that Mm. use genders in their language. But in the Hebrew language, it is feminine. So that's why a lot of people are like, don't get your panties in a wad. It's not that women are evil. It's just grammatically. Okay. The word was feminine. So it makes sense. I'm still going to have a
2: problem with a little
1: bit now, right? (laughs) A little 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 bit of a problem. But yeah, yeah, you know. And so, so, ergo this person is interpreting that God's people came back from Babylon with a materialism problem. And this vision is speaking to that problem.
0: Uh, Okay. Okay. Cool, cool,
1: cool, cool. Right? They picked up materialism when they were in Babylon. They were totally not materialistic whatsoever before Yeah. Not
0: even worried about that. Took other people's houses and Didn't even care about gaining
1: property or land or... How much you like, how fancy the temple is, didn't care about any of that until Mm -mm. they were slaves in Babylon, as we all famously know. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Great. And that's where they learned capitalism.
1: Now, these women with the wings of a stork. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. What's going on there? My goodness. So,
1: there's a lot of different interpretations of this. Like, some people see the women as also being evil, especially because storks were unclean or considered to be unclean animals.
0: Oh, really? Okay. That's an interesting detail
1: and so some people interpret it as like oh yeah these these like flying women slash angels whatever they may be are sent like flying with this basket back to Shinar which is Babylon to build a temple um, to this wickedness so they're wicked too hmm. but then other people are like no they're like getting rid of the wickedness and putting it back where it belongs so they're good and
0: back in the garage back in the garage and said.
1: ironically i do think this is probably one of the few if not only places in the bible where maybe angels are depicted as winged women.
0: Winged women. Oh yeah, that's a good we point. Which is so odd
1: because in our greater culture, like angels have been portrayed as winged women for hundreds of years, but actually in the Bible there's basically no angels that have feminine names or are huh. given any kind of feminine description. Like pretty much all the named angels in the Bible they're dudes. are described yeah, they're as dudes. masculine or given masculine mm. names.
0: Or they're just wheels with eyeballs all over. <laughs>
1: that <them>? too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Shinar refers to Babylon, although, of course, you know, the Christians who think this means the end times interpret it to mean all kinds of different things. I really liked um, Adam Clark's commentary on the Bible, which quote says, uh, the land of Shinar means Babylon and Babylon means Rome in the apocalypse. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> um, in the apocalypse, yes. <laughs> just,
0: just so you know. Okay. Wow. Cool. Now cool, then,
1: wow. this last blog that I found from drwoodhead.com now, the, the link was broken when I clicked okay. on it, so I had to look at the cached version. And it kind of went through a lot of the same stuff that I've already covered before. But the difference is that on Dr. Woodhead's site is there are some great visual aids depicting some of these metaphors or images or visions that we've seen.
0: Of all these visions?
1: Uh, well, specifically, this one was about the women and the EFA.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm going to share my screen with y'all. I want to start with, oh, okay. like, let's have Jace describe this image First? Mm, okay. Oh,
0: okay. I'll try to paint a word picture here.
1: Yeah, paint a word picture for our listeners.
0: Okay, it's loading. Oh. Oh, whoa. my goodness. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <laughs> so whoa, whoa. We have, okay, imagine, if you will, a field of grass that stretches as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Above it, purple clouds.
2: Purple rain. Purple rain maybe. Purple rain, yeah. yeah.
0: There's no rain, but clouds. And in the center of it... A somewhat badly photoshopped <laughs> large, it almost pot? looks like a vase, but a I pot? guess I see that it yeah. has a wovenish texture to it. Mm. Yeah, some, it's like a pot. And there's a, a lid that to me does not look like it weighs 75 pounds. It's kind of up behind. And then there's this lady. <laughs> Doing a cool dance. She's doing like a cool belly dance move. Oh, is that what that is? Okay.
1: Some belly dance arms, maybe.
0: Yeah, she's got her arm, like one arm kind of up above her and the other one's grabbing it. And she's got a cool little hand position. And she's wearing a fun scarf just kind of draped over her head and wearing like a weird mesh shirt or something.
2: Oh, you're right. It almost looks like she's in. What's her facial expression?
1: Her facial expression is very intense. It yes. looks like she's almost wearing like a chainmail top, perhaps.
2: Yeah, that kind of looks chainmail X. Ex- yeah,
0: yeah, it does have that look. But yeah. they
2: all, it all looks as though it, it's meant to go together like the pot and the scarf and the chainmail top. Oh, she's color coordinated. Mm, yeah, yeah. We're all picked for, you know, the same coordinated <laughs> right. time. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: But mostly, and she's glowing. So, like, that's why it looks yeah, very badly photoshopped. Because there. mm-hmm. there's sort of this like glow that's been put on that layer it's in Photoshop. Of
2: glow, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's <laughs> one. Um, I will definitely be dropping this image into our Discord as well as into our Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Now, this other image related to the same vision. Now, Emily, will you take a crack at? Um, yeah, yes, I would love award to picture.
2: <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> okay, okay. I um, wasn't prepared for this. So essentially, <laughs> in the middle of the image, there is a basket. It looks kind of like a basket that you would go to grandmother's house with. Like, a, like a little red
0: riding hood Yeah, basket. it's
2: very much a yeah. red riding okay. hood basket. For whatever reason, there seems to be some sort of gray, like, covering over the basket, though, over the top of the basket.
0: That's the lead. That must be the okay. lead.
2: Yeah, that must be the lead. And then there are two feminine-type creatures <laughs> that are that are flying through the air. And yes, this is a very gray picture in comparison to the purple picture that we just saw. This is like kind of slate gray. There are two women, and one is blonde, one is brunette, and they are holding this basket. And they're... Their wings, they are winged women. Their <laughs> wings are uh-huh. kind of, for whatever reason, like right behind their necks, which I don't love. I don't know why mm, that's happening. Yeah. It seems like it should be coming. Yeah, I see
1: on, yeah. on one of the women, it's, it's not even really quite out of the neck either. Either. exactly. It's like It's kind of more exactly. like at the base of her
2: skull. Of the nape of the neck. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. And these... They they almost just look like feathers, like big feathers coming out. Not even like a wing, but just a small feather. It doesn't look like this giant leaded thing or these women could be held up by these feathers.
1: And yet it's happening. I like that one of them has like a messy bun a la 2009. Yes.
0: Mm, yeah. yeah.
2: The other one is... I don't know. I guess she's got like a ponytail situation going on. You can't really tell, but yeah. she has bangs.
1: It look very Second Life, like Second Life avatars. Yeah, that's,
0: that's what I wanted to say. If you've ever seen what Second Life looks yeah. like, this is 100% <laughs> yeah. two Yeah, Second Life models and then like a badly designed low-prim model of a basket yeah. that they're carrying. That's what Second Life still them. looks
1: like to this day. Yeah. This image yeah. No. And- Go, I just, go look it
0: up.
2: <laughs> I just want to say also, like, the the dresses that they're wearing, mm-hmm. they they are not my favorite, um, <laughs> but they sort of have, you know, some sort of, it looks like a mesh, like, lace doily type situation going on. Mm-hmm. They're totally gray, totally gray, but there's, like, a lace mesh doily situation. And then the bottom, <laughs> the bottom, like, where the, the skirt would be, it just kind of looks like somebody got annoyed with the image and they were like I don't know how to end this I don't know how to like figure out this dress like I'm just gonna have like some sort of like blah blah blah, blah like kind of it looks like whipped cream to me yeah kind of like yeah. Whippied,
0: yeah.
2: like gray cream which sounds really unappetizing and that's the image. Oh, if you're
0: having trouble following the along, image. <laughs> listener, I recommend going to check out the images that Dedeker's going to post in the Discord or in Drunk Bible Study Fans and yeah. Fellowship. The Discord's at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com or drunkbiblestudy.com slash Discord. They'll both get you the invite there. But go check it out, and then listen to our description again, and see how you <laughs> feel about it. We'd love to hear your interpretation yeah, I, of these images.
2: Gosh, the first one kind of reminds me of like um, of uh, Oregon Trail Two. Like oh, I feel like yeah. Oregon Trail Two would have mm, an image mm, next that to dry grass, uh, that
1: prairie grass. Yes,
2: one hundred percent. Where, but then you know it would have the like dun dun. And then you would like say you have just died of dysentery or yeah. something like right next to this uh-huh. lady like coming up uh-huh. out, of out of a basket, this pot, and she is yeah. the embodiment yeah. of the dysentery. I think.
1: Dun dun! You ran exactly. into the lady of wickedness. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is the worst?
2: That's accurate.
1: Wow! No. I'm gonna go play some Oregon Trail now. I oh God!
2: That was my favorite version of the just Oregon Trail too. It was just icon- it's was iconic. It's iconic. Okay. That was my personal mm. favorite. It was iconic. Love it. (laughs) All right, everyone. Wow. Next week is going to be a marathon for us. You're going to get it one at a time, but we're really looking forward to it. If you want to do any of our fun times in person, please join us next week at twitch.tv slash Drunk Bible Study. We will appreciate it so much because, yeah, we have a blast on these live shows. It's so great also to get to interact with our listeners. And... I'm gonna be super drunk by the end, probably. So, yikes! Because <laughs> um, I've got three uh, Jibiv drinks to to get together. So, that's gonna be a fun time.
1: Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Great.